0: People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. This is Fine Music Radio and Rodney Trojan welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. Now, if you've been to Artscape, uh, which I'm sure you have, and parked in the parking lot at the back. You're probably well aware of a large tent that's been there for some years now. And it's the home of Zip Zap, the theater of Zip Zap, which was born 30 years ago from a simple dream, a trapeze bar in a tree, a costume box, and a rusty car. Believe it or not, but that's what it says here. It was established by a South African-born Brent van Rensburg and his French wife, Laurence Esteve. Their dream was to use the circus as a tool to bridge social economic gaps and to inspire and empower young people to build a new culture of peaceful coexistence here in South Africa, naturally inspired by the late Nelson Mandela. And it really, by all accounts, is a huge success story. And so I've invited Brent von Rendsburg, uh, the COO, Chief Operating Officer of uh, ZipSap, to come and talk to me about this this success story. And also they're about to embark on an international
1: tour. Brent, Welcome. Thank you very much for having us on.
0: Tell me, is this true? A trapeze bar in a tree, a costume box in a rusty car, is that how Zip Zap came to be?
1: That's exactly how it started. We um, were teaching kids at uh, Zimaza Primary School in Langa in 1992. Moved the desk in the classrooms after school, and because there was no school hall, we hung the trapeze bar in the tree outside in the, in the <laughs> courtyard. God. And, um, yeah, and that's pretty much how we started. We had this idea that we wanted to use circus as a tool to bridge gaps and and be a part of Nelson Mandela's vision of the Rainbow Nation. And that's what we're doing 31 years later. We haven't stopped. It
0: It's amazing. And yet now you've got these two premises, I think. You've got the theater here, the big tent, but also you've got the academy or whatever you call Correct, it. Correct, the in, academy in, in Salt River. Yeah. So... One of the things that I'm wondering about is how do you get funding? Are people throwing money at you?
1: Well, it's always a tough proposition. Now, we are a Section 18A PBO, um, non-profit organization. So we do grants. We apply for grants, and we get donations, tax-deductible donations. And we, of course, because ZipZap is a performance-based circus school, we do shows, not only in South Africa but all over the world, and we generate income with our performances. So, t- so tell me about these all over the world, because
0: I know you're about in the beginning now of 2024. You're going on an international
1: tour, aren't you? A very uh, extensive international tour. Yeah, this has been a, uh, a dream for a long time. So we have toured 30. We've done 38 international tours over the years. 38? 38. Countries, 38. Good grief! But it's always been with the students, so we, they we go during school holidays, and sometimes not. Sometimes they they come, and we get them out of school and go on tours. So we like I say, we've been to Europe multiple times, America, China, Australia, Seychelles, uh, Nigeria, Mo, uh, Namibia, and and. Uh, Ivory Coast in Africa. So yeah, Did we you go Zip Zap Circus. We go as Zip Zap kids on tour have a lot of fun, you know, when we we're in the States, we took them to Disney World after the tour and stuff. So that's been the way it's been done traditionally. But we've always had this idea because of our graduates over the years, they when they leave Zip Zap and they want to make careers in circus, they've got to go work for Cirque du Soleil or an American circus or a European circus. And a few years ago we said, Why don't we actually create our own professional touring show? And, of course, COVID came, and they put a bit of a damper on that idea. But after that, we started building the show called Moya, which means spirit. And um, we launched it this year. We took it up to Jailburg, to Monte Cassino. And, of course, we first run was here, right here at the Artscape Opera House. Yes. And we made a video and started sending it off. And we've been booked in four countries already next year. We do 104 shows booked already. And potentially, hopefully, we'll also get the London contract next year. So we're off to Mauritius in January, Dubai in April, America for six weeks in August, September. Then we come home for a little bit and then we go to France for two months, one month in Paris, one month touring theatres. And then we're home and then in early 2025, we're off back to America, to New York, off Broadway in a theatre called the New Victory Theatre for a three-week run. My goodness, that's what can what, I say? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that 's what what you 're going to say that 's what no that 's what we 've got so far so <laughs> but i 'm sure
0: there 's more coming but let me just get this right now so there 's the amateur side that people who are training, but now you 've got the professionals who 've already been through the training process they're now professional
1: dancers, and they are the ones going on this tour of moyo absolutely they all you know were kids at zip Zap at, uh, in in the beginning and they you know they're all come from the various... But we have nine programs, different programs at ZIPSAP. It's sort of five outreach programs, four youth programs. So they are... You know, they come from one of those nine programs. So they've grown up at ZipZap. They became staff members at ZipZap. So they teach the younger kids. They do the corporate functions, the shows. They um, do the rigging. They do the... the they learn technical at ZipZap, lighting, sound. Um, and so now... We took the nine staff members and said, okay, let's create the show. And that's what we've done in the last year and a half. We've worked on it. And it's it's an exceptional show, actually. It's like um, we've always wanted to do a show where we tell the Zip Zap story. So what's interesting is that, like, the lead character is actually a kid who grew up on the streets here of Cape Town. And the story is based on his life story. Growing up on the street, meeting this crazy circus called Zip Zap Circus, <laughs> getting involved. And then becoming, you know, they they all pretty much live like brothers and sisters. It's, it's a very large family. And so the story is he gets, he becomes part of the family. And he, so he's basically playing his own life story. And, uh, yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, it's been quite an interesting journey uh, how this whole thing, the story came about. But here we are. I want to find out so much more about that. But let's have, first of all, a piece of music. Now, I wonder what you've chosen. Uh, what's your first piece, Brent? My first is Summertime. Oh, the Porgy and Bess uh, famous yes, aria. Yes, Blackwell, okay. because it's summertime. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and it's a <laughs> and beautiful it's- aria.
0: beautiful aria that Gershon wrote for his opera Porgy and Bess, Summertime, and the singer there, Harolyn Blackwell. It was the first choice of my guest on this week's edition of People of Note, Brent van Rensberg, who is the founder of Zip Zap, the amazing circus that was born 30 years ago, and they're about to go on yet another overseas tour. So what I want to know, Brent, is just a bit of the sort of backbone of the stuff. So how do you get people in how do you get students in how do you attract them
1: well they find us um we don't we don't you know they either they come to see a show or their friends are involved or their brothers and sisters are involved and so um it was, there's actually a waiting list for kids to get into the beginner's class because it's 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 popular it's also it's free nobody pays to come to zip Zap. and you know it's like uh i think it's not for every kid, like, to be honest with it, It is hard work. It is risky. It is, you know, you give up your weekends, your school holidays. So it's not for every kid. So a lot of kids do try out and then, you know, don't stick it out. But the ones who stay are definitely the ones who the bug is bitten. Yes, and, exactly. And they want it to work. And, the, and kid's stay, believe it or not, the average is, I think, between four and six years. And mm. the kid's stay at Zip Zap. And what sort of age group are we talking about? So it depends on the program. We yeah. have an uh, ECD, early childhood development program, between four to six year olds. The beginners classes start at seven, between seven and twelve. Uh, the intermediates are like from twelve to sixteen. Then so it's a it's a kind of um all ro- roads lead to Rome kind of thing. There's the the the, the sort of the the key pr- the flagship program is called Zappers. I'm talking about from school going kids. So the Zappers program are made up of students from all of the uh, the, the nine programs at ZipZap. So we have outreach programs in show, We have Second Chance where we bus kids from underprivileged schools from around the Western Cape. We bus them in. We give them a two-hour workshop, and our teachers give them a little show. Then we have a Q and a so that they can see that, you know, um, and that the teachers are kids who come basically from the same neighborhoods, either from Kailiche or Langon. So, um, but... They all, if they want to take circus more seriously than just a one-off workshop, or the, the you know, they've gone through the beginners, they've gone through intermediates, um, they and they really want to take it more serious, they can all progress to zappers, and that's our main performing group. But then it becomes three days a week, and it's it's quite a big commitment. Mm. Am I right in saying
0: that basically it's a real circus? It's trapeze work, singing, dancing, everything.
1: Not so much the singing, but, oh, not just, okay, <laughs> but definitely okay, okay. a lot of... We do a lot of dance in our shows because anime incorporate into our choreography. But yes, it's trippies, juggling, acrobatics, comedy, um, uh, so wire walking. It's the real sort of... It's traditional circus meets contemporary. So okay. I wouldn't call it either traditional or contemporary. I think it's a good marriage between, the, between both. Um, obviously, there's no animals. It's just kids. But the... You know, ZipZap has quite a good name in the international market because our shows are in, in among social circuses around the world. Our shows are, are ranked right at the top. So, wow, yeah. When you talk
0: about uh, nine programs that you have, give me an example of what a program
1: is. Okay, so they, they, each program has got a different name. Like I said, the Zappers or Simonier or um, our. Young adult training program, which is a full time program. Let's call it the University of Circus. It's five days a week. It's a four year program. It's called Day to Dream, and so an example of that are the kids who've gone through Zappers, who have been in Zappers, and they now want to make careers out of. Then they come into the Day to Dream program, like at school, going up a class, well, going they up no, a grade. They're no longer at school. They're now yeah, at full time at, right. full-time at Zip Zappers. Right, so right. it's a vocational training program. Okay. And then they they have three modules, so it is. Performing, teaching, and technical, and on the third year they can, they have to choose two of the three, so they can be performers, teachers, or they can be technician, teacher. Or but obviously, most of the kids want to become performers because <laughs> let's face it, that's where the fun's at. And oh, yeah, absolutely. But um, yes, and so the, and when they graduate, they can either w- we can offer them employment, or they can go on to work for other circuses if they choose.
0: But uh, that, as you said earlier, Brent, is probably overseas, isn't it? Because there's nothing else
1: like this in South Africa, is no, there? No, absolutely not. No, they have to, the, the the market is overseas, and uh, you know the capital of circus is, is in Montreal, where Cirque du Soleil comes from, where our oldest daughter has been living for eight years. And uh, is she a member of Cirque du Soleil? No, she worked for a company called Seven Fingers for five years in Montreal. Now she started her own company, and they are touring the world with her own show. Oh, uh, so, so it runs yeah. in the family. A bit. Yeah, well, that side does. The <laughs> other daughter chose the academic route. So
0: graduating through and all that, and you said you can sometimes offer them a job, a permanent job. Would that be like teaching or admin Absol- or whatever? Absolutely. No,
1: no, no. It it, all the teachers at ZipZap are kids who grew up in the system. So, so all the programs that are... Um, that, that behavior at Zip-Zip are taught by students who have graduated and are now employed by ZipZep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, of course, our professional touring show is all kids who went through the system as well. And and then, you know, really, the the, the, the goal of ZipZep is not only to create professional performing performers in the circus. We really feel that we be, teach life skills. So whatever lessons they learn, teamwork, trust, family, honesty, um, Will help them for whatever route they choose in life. It's 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 a stepping stone, and and we just use circus as the tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah. So it's not all to become stars of the sawdust ring. But we, we really feel that we're part of of nation building and and trying to, like I said in the beginning, we we really want to be a part of the rainbow nation. You mentioned the sawdust ring, and immediately then
0: you think of Boswell Wilkin and all that stuff and the animals and all that. But Zip Zap is not a. St-
1: uh, sawdust ring operation is it no uh, we are mostly theaters we play like in our dome beyond our capital, we do a lot of our shows, our performances and functions and gala dinners and events um but when we tour, we play ninety nine percent of the time we play in theaters,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah,
1: so I think it's important that
0: and I think we have cleared this up it 's not boswell Wilkie we're talking about we're talking about zip zap, no animals absolutely, and a different sort of discipline in fact.
1: It's it's
2: like
1: I don't want to say it's a new style of circus, eh, but it's 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 not what you would think, like you know, wigs and big noses and, and clowns, big shoes yes. and clown. It's not yep, that yep. kind of no. Um, our comedy acrobatics is more in the line of Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, sort of Errol Lloyd style of comedy. When we do the acro comedy, um, and our acts are very much um, sort of they well firstly they choreographed to the each piece of music we use. They are the highly choreographed to the the movement to the music. The we have story based acts where there's a bit of a um like it could be a Romeo and Juliet theme or I you know, know, there's a bit of a theme to it. Yeah. And and when we do shows, a lot of the time we will we will theme the show. So like Moriota is a storyline show, it's sort of theatrical based circus piece. Um, we've also done shows with the Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra on the opera stage. Those have been um,
0: hugely successful. A lovely combination, I would have thought, for you people, for those young people and our orchestra. It
1: was unbelievable. Fir- yeah, I was okay. so scared the first time we did it. I thought, what was I thinking? Because I never, I mean, it was very classical, the first one we did. And I'd never done it before. so And we came up with the idea. And, of course, Louis said, let's go for it. And everybody said, okay, let's go. And then I, I, until opening night, I was pretty nervous. <laughs> and it just worked. Yeah, It just I heard. was really, really – it was a great combination. We've done four, I think, over the years. And now. the
0: orchestra's so proud to be involved with you as well because I see pictures of these hugely successful evenings with ZipSap.
1: I think the orchestra was as doubtful as I was before we did the first <laughs> show, to be honest with you. <laughs> there was like – but – Somehow the combination was magical. Oh. It's really, and I mean, of course, I mean, who wouldn't want to be, do a circus act with a whole orchestra? With a symphony orchestra, orchestra. It's incredible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, talking about music, what's your
1: second choice, Sprint? Well, I think we should do "What a Wonderful World" by Satchmo. Okay, that's a good feeling piece as well. Absolutely.
3: I see trees of green Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how they do They're really saying I love you I hear babies cry I watch them grow They're like much more Than I've never known
0: That's been one of the songs that I absolutely love, and I know I'm not the only one. Satchmo there, what a wonderful world. What a lovely song to hear in these troubled times. Thank you, Brent from Rendsburg, who's my guest. We're talking about the Zip Zap Circus, which is over 30 years old. And I read somewhere, and I'm sure this can't be true, that over 20,000 people have been through your
1: training course. I think that's a conservative number, but absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, currently we have 2,000 students in the nine programs at Zip Zap, so, and that's just in the last year. So I would say in 31 years, we've definitely had over 20,000 children come through our doors. Like I said, the school is free of charge, so it makes it very accessible. Um, yeah, and, and uh, 31 years is a long time. It so. is a long
2: time.
1: <laughs> Brent, let's just pause now and talk
0: about you, because I see you've... Had your bit of being a rigger and a trapeze artist and all that. So,
1: this how did the circus get into your blood? So I grew up in Observatory, just outside Cape Town, and and um, there was a, a trapeze school at the YMCA. Oh, not trapeze school. It was a trapeze rigging in the grounds of the YMCA, where it was only for adults. And I used to jump over the fence and climb into there. They used to chase me away, and I jump over and they chase me. And They got tired of chasing me away eventually, so they started teaching me. To swing on the trapeze and then. What then age were you then? I was 11 years old. Oh, <laughs> so very young. So it's about, uh, you yeah, 52 years ago. Um, <laughs> oh, right, 52 <laughs> yeah, plus yeah, 51. <laughs> and so um, yeah, and then uh, of course Keith Anderson showed up. It was his rigging, and we were, you know, I was swinging on the rig, and then a couple of my mates came along, and they started, and then sort of Keith decided to put a trapeze act together with just young people, younger people, you know, sort of between the sort of 12 and let's say 16 year old. And then more kids came. And, wa- and it turned into a full-on circus school. The first circus school in South Africa was called Circus osler And then by 1977, I had really decided. I told my mom, listen, the first opportunity I get, I'm dropping out of school. And I'm going to go work as a trapeze artist <laughs> overseas somewhere. Was she furious? Not at all. Oh, good, No, good she good thought good. I was so joking. Did... Oh. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, a few months later, we actually landed a contract in Denmark, and off I went. I didn't finish my schooling, and I was supposed to be gone for six months and come home and go back to school. Well, that lasted about fifteen years. Wow! I uh, toured the world, and <laughs> was this this little group that was put together? Um,
0: that you spoke about uh, of young people, or was it you on your own?
1: No, no, no. It was a group of us oh, okay, that had stuck okay. together through all the years in circus school. Yeah. Were, but we were all, most of us were under 18 years old. Um, the catchers were older guys. Um, but we were called the Star Lords, and um, <laughs> yes. off we went to Europe and took Europe by storm, and we didn't look back. We went from one contract to another, from Norway to Sicily and everything in the middle.
0: But I see names like Ringing Brothers, Barnum and Bailey... Uh Disneyland,
1: SeaWorld. Yep, all these famous circus names. That, well, those are those were theme parks in America that uh, well Ringling Brother was a big big three-ring circus was um I worked for for 2 years. And then um Disneyland was a 12 week contract in the, in in Los Angeles. I, I was doing a comedy aerial act over Main Street. Um <laughs> And then it's funny. I, I ended up uh, leaving the trapeze game and decided to become a high wire walker. And uh, it's a pretty weird story. But ended up doing a high wire act in SeaWorld in San Diego. Um, and after about three hundred shows, I actually had a bit of nasty fall, and uh, I had a six hundred show contract, but I made it halfway. And you know, and uh did I hurt my back pretty badly, and um, that led me actually to. I was running out of money, and you know, and didn't know where I was going to go. I was trying, just started healing, and somebody called me and said, "Look, they're looking for this, if somebody who knows about flying trapeze in the, in the Caribbean, in Dominican Republic, at a place called Club Med." And I was like, "What's Club Med?" <laughs> and they said, "That's no, this resort. You do one show a week." So I said, okay, what time's the flight leaving? Because I really was running out of so money. So you
0: could still do trapeze, but you couldn't do high wire.
1: No, no. I mean, I decided high wire wasn't for me after the fall. Oh, I thought that yeah, this. Yeah. Is, yeah, no, but I'd, you could still to, do yeah 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 after the fall. Yeah, I healed. It took quite okay. a few months, but I actually started rock climbing to strengthen my back because it was it was a pretty big injury. And then I ended up in the Caribbean, and and thirteen weeks later, the new administration manager of the hotel walked in and. Her name was Laurence, Steve. uh uh-huh. And 35 <laughs> years later, we, and I still together and started Zip Zap, had a family, bought a home in Out Bay. And, and, yeah, and just if it wasn't for that fall, I would never have ended up in Club Med. So it was the best fall I have had. <laughs> so you would never <laughs> have met Laurence, your <laughs> exactly. wife. Exactly.
0: Um, was sorry. I just got confused. Was she also part of the circus?
1: No, she was the ho- the, the resort oh, administration the resort manager. manager. She oh, was okay. like the second highest position in the hotel. Right. So she was running the place. So did she? How did you end up back in South Africa? Well, as it turned out, I ended up teaching her flying trapeze in the Caribbean, and we lived in Mexico, and then we lived in the Bahamas, and we went back. Then we went to Southern Italy, and I said to her, look. I really want to go back to the circus. You know, I think um, it was all very nice and after a couple of years in Club Med, but I really was missing the circus life. So, do you want to come with me and be my trapeze partner? And then I catch her, and off we went. And we, got a, we actually got a contract and ended up in her hometown. She's from Paris. And there's a very famous circus family called Grus. And we got a contract with Circus Grus. And when and it was winter, and by the end of the season, it was. I said to her, look, I'm, I've had enough of the cold. Why don't I? Sh- I know your hometown very well, Paris. So I said, well, let me show you my hometown. And so we took a flight, and we were supposed to stay six weeks, and go back to Europe. Well, thirty-one years later, we're still here. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> that's it. Is Cape Town your home? I was born here. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. fourth generation Cape Townian. So it didn't
0: it didn't take much persuading her, did it, to stay? She obviously loved it. When I she think came it was,
1: out here. was tough in the beginning, you know. We kinda of started with nothing, like I said, you know, in the beginning of the program. And it was but we I think quite quickly realized that, you know, we wanted to put our two cents in. We really mm-hmm. did. I think I had been away from fifteen years from the country. I things were changing, obviously, in ninety two. You know, people were leaving yeah, and uh, selling times. their houses cheap yeah. and, and and it was like um I don't know. I just thought, why don't we stay six months? I never. It was never really well thought out. It was very organic, to be honest with you. It was just an an, an idea that just didn't go away. It just grew and grew and grew. And we had fifteen kids in the beginning, and then thirty, and then a hundred, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and I think the, the nice thing is that we're still doing what we set out to do. You know, we wanted to bridge gaps, and we wanted to to. Um, let children from different backgrounds and cultures get together and understand each other, and, and, and that's very much what ZipZap does. Um, and you know, um, when we started ZipZap in '92, there were ten, we call it's called social circus. Social circus, as opposed to a professional circus school where you pay lots of money and you come out a professional performer. Um, there were ten social circus schools in the world in '92. And today, there's 700 in, I don't know, like 60 countries or something. Oh, okay. So we were right in the early days of, of pioneering social circus. Um, but that's what I said. I know Zipsap has a, quite a, a big name out there in the world of social circus. And I guess also we we were the first circus school or the, uh, to work. <clears throat> we worked in partnership with Doctors Without Borders in Kailitsha with Children Living with HIV. We did quite a lot of, you know, a lot of research into it. And we, so that was one of our early programs called the Bangalowetu, 17 years ago. And so we we were like, yeah, we, I don't know. we Philanthropic. Yeah, we just, Grand whatever it came fingertips. our way, we just sort of took it and went <laughs> and ran with it. We never, you know, but it's a lot more organized now. Yeah, I mean, now yeah, there's 30 yeah. staff members. And, um, yeah. It's quite an organization, isn't it,
0: now? Really? Absolutely. Yeah, no. Let's have another piece of music, Brent. What's number three on your list?
1: I think we should do Starman by David Bowie. Oh, are you a bit of a fan? I am. I like David Bowie, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <epically>. Starman. <laughs>
0: don't often hear David Bowie here on FMR, but there you are, Starman, the choice of my guest, Brent von Rinsberg. We're talking about Zip Zap Circus and trapeze artists, and while that music was playing, uh, Brent was showing me some pictures because he was talking about a catcher, and I thought a catcher was literally someone who stood with a blanket below in case you fell, but it isn't like that, so can you explain a bit about trapeze to me and those people who don't know well, we see the incredible artistry of trapeze on television or in shows like yours. But it's so choreographed, isn't it? And must be split
1: timing all the time. Well, I'll start by trapeze was invented by a French man called uh, um, Jules Leotard. So every ballet <laughs> every ballet costume ever since then was called the leotard, leotard after Leotard. It was uh, 1859. So flying trapeze is a catcher is somebody who swings attached by his legs. So he wraps his legs around a bar and he's hanging upside down. And then the flyer would be standing on a platform at the other end of the rigging with the, and take the, the fly bar in his hand and or her hand and leave the platform, launch off the platform, fly through the air, to the front, back to the back and get ready into a position would be like a pike position. So you come down the hill and you flick your legs behind you and then you go up and up and as high as you can into the sky. Turn as many times as you can around in your somersaults, and then break out of your somersault and put your hands out and the catcher grabs you. And so we always say the flyer should never catch the catcher. The catcher catches the flyer. That's why they call catches. So, okay. and then you swing away with the catcher. Then you come back and he throws you up into the air again. You turn around and you catch back onto the bar you left from and back to the platform where you started. That's flying trapeze. It's. I mean, it's breathtaking to watch. And as I say, it's well, rather
0: like ballet, but in a very different way. Choreography must be very important.
1: And this is what you teach at Zip Zap. Well, we teach a, a number of circus acts. Um, and unfortunately, flying trapeze is a little bit of a dying art in the circus world because the rigging is so big and you need a lot of space. And theatres, you cannot put a flying trapeze unless it's a massive theatre. So... Our shows are more designed now for theatre tours. So we do lots of different kinds of trapeze. So there'll be a single trapeze, a person on a bar, a swinging trapeze, just one person swinging, or two girls or two guys on a bar, triple trapeze, three people. So there's variations of trapeze. But the flying trapeze with the big net and the and the platforms and stuff, um, we don't do anymore. We used to do it at ZipZip. Zip. But um, like I said, now we, you know, our shows are, are made to move quickly and get up mm-hmm. and down. And
0: Can you do it in the tent here behind Artscape? Is that big enough for We could rigging? fit
1: our trapeze into the tent. Mm-hmm. We could, but then there would but be no space for all it. the other stuff. <laughs> okay. And then there'd be no place for the audience to sit because okay. um, so our stage is at the end of the tent uh, mm-hmm. built in, and all the action happens over at the end of the tent. And the end of the tent isn't big enough for the flying trapeze. We'd have to use the whole tent. Okay. What I find so fascinating is that I come to Artscape every day
0: to work here at Fine Music Radio and have for many, many years now, eighteen years I've just been in Cape Town, seen the tent and wondered what goes on inside it. And in fact I've never been inside. And um but you say it's also quite versatile. You have dinners
1: and you have banquets and Absolutely. We do gala dinners, events. And as it turns out, we're opening our new show called Vuma tomorrow night. And we are running from the 7th to the 17th of December, every evening at 6 o'clock. And this would be a good time to put your head in the tent and come and see a show. <laughs> okay. So I'm well, inviting you. Oh, you <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for something like that. And tell me where the name Zip Zap comes from. Well, in 94, we went on our first um, tour to Grahamstown Festival. And we, were, we, were the, we, we called our project Day to Dream in the beginning. But the people were saying it's too close to reach for a dream. and you know. So we said, okay, let's go to Gramscian. Let's make up a name with the kids. So we sat with the kids, and they were the Power Rangers Circus. And, and then eventually somehow Zip Zap slipped out. And I said, okay, we'll call it the Zip Zap Circus Adventure. When we come back from Gramstown, we'll find a real name for our circus school. And... We never changed the name, and it's been zip zip ever since
0: and technically speaking, that tent out the back here we called it a tent, but it's a pretty well it's a permanent structure, isn't it
1: no it's it's a mo- it's a movable structure um and it's it's a dome mm. so it's, it's called a dome style tent um and yeah it, it, it's I think it's our run of on that ground will be coming to an end probably next year or early the following year, and we have big dreams of expanding zip Zap now. And we actually want to build a permanent performance arena right here in front of Artscape, hopefully.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And those, are, those plans are on the cards. And so if we, you know, we are fundraising and trying um, to make our, our dream a reality. And, and um, we have a 100-year lease on, mm-hmm. uh, on the, or 50, year plus a 50 extension on the property. Where you so, are now? No, no, in the front of the Artscape Theatre. So we're looking... To hopefully build there and leave <laughs> a legacy of Zibzib for many many years to come, long after Lawrence and I move on, in front of the Artscape Theatre. Correct. You've got a mischievous smile, <laughs> <laughs> but where on earth would you uh, put it? Just to the left there, to the side of the Civic Centre. Okay. So that's that's um, like I said, that's our our big dream, is to to see. For for me, it's very it's very personal as well because. When in 1978, the circus school that I went to as a kid closed and there was no other circus school in South Africa again until Zip Zap started in 92. And our intention is to make sure that Zip Zap doesn't close when we move on. Okay, there's a lovely phrase you use here. It says once
0: you join the Zip Zap family, you are embraced by a sense of belonging that lasts for your lifetime. That's a lovely phrase for... And that happens by the sounds of things. Absolutely. With your, all your pupils.
1: That's, that's the magic of circus. And that's where, you know uh, that's why I said it. I don't think that's something that we have to teach at Zip Zap. I think that's something that just happens. And it's lovely to have witnessed it for 31 years and see it actually... We call it circus magic, and mm. actually to see it in front of you, it's great. And, and anything to do with the circus is
0: magic anyway, isn't it? But um, what happens, surely, what happens, to, are there pupils that don't follow a circus career that do the thing and then leave and do something else?
1: Absolutely. Plenty, plenty. Okay. I mean, that's why I said we, you know, I think the lessons are are the life lessons or the life skill lessons that you, that they take out with them help them for whatever avenue they choose to to walk to go in? Um, some have go- worked in. Some we've had some guys go into the stunt industry in the movies. Some are school teachers. Um, oh, know, so quite different. Yeah, no, it's it's. it's, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, it, but it, I think it's, it's just that teamwork and that discipline and that mm, the work ethic
2: mm-hmm.
1: that, that lends itself to to you know helping someone grow in yeah. the future.
0: And, Brent, what about um, accidents and injuries? Because it is a dangerous business, isn't it? And it's with you working with young children, you probably have to be very careful.
1: Absolutely. You, I mean, look, it's like playing rugby. You're not going to play rugby without getting bumped and bruised along the way. That's it, true. That's it, true. It, 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 uh, skateboarding, BMX, you name a sport, and there's always a, an element of risk. We take all the precautions we can. We use big mats. You know, we safety lines. Um and you know, but yes, we do have a sprained ankle and the trampolines and you know, it it happens. And so um like I say, we take all this all the the risk factor out of that you can, but that's still there is a risk factor. Mm-hmm.
0: And just briefly a sort of profile. Um is a sort of equal between boys and girls?
1: I think we have years where it that changes. Sometimes more girls than boys and boys. Perfect. But yeah, I would say it's very close to fifty fifty 50 most of the time. Um But, yeah, it seems like some years there are more girls.
0: And And because you talk about a culture of peaceful coexistence, uh, empowering young people, are are most of your intake people of color or are they white people as well? Because you are looking at the sort of caring side, aren't you, the uh, philanthropical side? Um,
1: I would, yeah, there are m- more people of colour because of our outreach programmes, being yeah, in college yes. uh, and and uh, working with SOS Children's Village, for example. We they bring them to Zimzab. Zip. So the numbers, yes, but the the vision is to bridge gaps. It's not it's to target one race of children or one. It's we really want to bridge, bridge gaps, gaps between yeah, yeah. rich, poor, black, white, Muslim, Jew, doesn't matter. We really. We we yeah, I think we we crossing we are bridging the gaps and we and I think that um we were lucky enough to perform for Nelson Mandela and get to meet him in nineteen ninety five when he was president. And he asked us lots of questions and at the last thing he said was like, Keep up the good work, you know. He, he asked me why are we doing what we're doing and I said, <laughs> Because we really want to be a part of your vision of the Rainbow Nation. Oh, great! great and great. he said at the end, "Keep it up." And I said, "Promise, Mr. President, we will."
0: <laughs> and I. But you've been with Barack Obama, Prince Rainier, yes, um, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Trevor Noah some big
1: names have. Uh, yeah, we were lucky we were very lucky we um we performed at the white house a few years ago when barack obama was president at the actual white house at the white house in washington dc yeah no we went and did a show for, <laughs> um and then we performed well when i was younger we performed in monte carlo myself and then years later four of our students performed in monte carlo when prince rainier was still alive then we went to switzerland to zurich where Roger Federer was playing Andy Murray in Match for Africa raising funds for Africa in a massive massive uh, stadium in Zurich and then they invited us back for the Match in Africa 4 in Cape Town stadium where he played Rafael Nadal and Bill Gates and Trevor Noah they played doubles as part of the comic opening um so yeah <laughs> we got reference. to meet Roger we got, it, was, um, it was great so we have we we've, you know, zipseppers um we've, we've been very lucky and we've performed in some amazing places
0: But your energy and enthusiasm is unbelievable and your care and your, as I keep saying, your philanthropic side, you and your wife.
1: But you also have children, don't you? Have any of them followed the circus route? Yeah, our oldest daughter, um, she has just started her own circus company in Montreal, where she's been for eight years. So she is, yeah, I think she's a lot better than mom and dad ever was. She's an aerialist, Uh, but she's highly ranked in the world in her discipline, which is a tissue actor. She's on on a scarf, a long scarf. But uh, I think at one point she was probably ranked about third in the world. And then my youngest one just graduated from a university in Paris called Science Po. And graduated at the beginning of the year and marched straight into a job. But she graduated with a master's degree in human rights law. And um, I'd like to think Zip Zap had something to do with both of their careers. I'm sure it did. (laughs) I'm sure it did. Brent,
0: it's been congratulations for what you and your wife have done with Zip Zap. And jolly good luck for next year on your your tours that you're going to be doing internationally. Let's have your last piece of music. Then I'll allow you to leave. Although there are lots of other questions I'd love to ask you.
1: Well, thank you very much for having us on. And I would like you to play Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, please. Uh, A great sort of almost
0: anthem-type song, that, isn't it? So my guest on People of Note this week was Brent van Rendsburg of Zip Zap. So keep a note of what's going on in the tent in the dome. Thanks, Thanks, Brent. Thank you very much.
4: who stand alone at-